Welcome to Stuff My Sister Says, a podcast that follows two sisters talking about what's going on in the world with a little bit of personal stories and sisterly banter in between. I'm Kritzia. And I'm Kiana. And join us every Tuesday as we tackle interesting topics from environmentalism to what's trending on Twitter. We want to start the conversation and have our listeners finish it. Our goal is to create a community of diverse thought, funny meme sharing, and uplifting messages to evoke a space of acceptance and friendship. Welcome back to Stuff My Sister Says. I'm Kritzia. And I'm Kiana. And we are back with a new episode. Yes. Sounds exciting. Episode 11. You, sound, you seem so excited to be here. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, no, I we can We just tell. came back from the beach and we're tired as hell. But you know what? We make sure the content is done. Yes, the show must go on. So History um, has stop, it. Stop. Guys, stop. okay, okay. Stop. Stop. Okay, stop, okay. For the love of I'm, everything holy. I'm in so not, Stop. You're right. Go. This girl has been the <laughs> Hamilton Broadway show for the past four days and I can no longer take it. I'm over it. It's just been the same. It's 16 songs. Guys, on guys every fourth since we've had the privilege to access it on what, Disney+. What, a year Plus. ago? Yeah. It's every not, fourth. A year ago, you mean? Yes. From the privilege that I got of using my friend's Disney Plus account. She got she, access to Hamilton, and the world has never been the same since. She literally breaks out in show tunes, and I cannot... My brain... I literally... If I could change one thing in my life, it would literally be to never have watched the show so I can literally rewatch it again for the first time and witness the magic. Like, it's so good. Okay, great. Well... You might have thought that our episode was going to be a breakdown of Hamilton, but it's not. We're actually going to be talking about self-respect and self-love. It's a continuation of our previous episode, episode 9, titled Boundaries, or Do You Have Boundaries? Something along those lines. Where we spoke a little bit about these two topics, but we didn't really dive into it. Mm -hmm. So we just thought that they needed their own episode and here it is yeah because it would have been too long and guys announcement big announcement we're finally getting a camera so we will be on tiktok you'll be getting new instagram content and possibly youtube not possibly we're gonna have a youtube channel okay. so you can we're see throwing us. it out into the universe no we're not throwing it out to the universe if we have a camera we could just post it on but youtube I'm... what editor i'm just saying like you're like ready. manifest yeah, manifest. Click the button, buy it, boom, manifest. Like, it's... Anyways, so now you're going to get to see our crazy studio, our amazing AKA setup. Chris. Stop. The people are going to find out. Go on our YouTube channel and our TikTok to see where we film. We have How we film. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because we haven't shown anything on our Instagram page. People don't, probably don't even know what we look like. That's true. I mean, our cover art is us. But that's not really us. I'm not a caricature. I'm that's a true. full blooded human you know right. so yeah we hopefully will be getting our camera soon so you're gonna get tiktok and youtube so you can watch all the little behind the scenes the little faces we make us I'm yawning currently in a robe. eating can in a robe all that fun stuff you'll be able to see I'm on youtube i'm not gonna wear a robe and it'll probably be uh, a funnier experience even funnier than this funnier than this can you believe it wow, wow. Har, har, har. Stop. yeah so we are going to talk about self-respect and self-love in this episode so we'll get a little serious maybe not as many laughs as the previous reddit episode but hopefully again the point of this podcast is to start conversations have you look inward all that fun stuff yes but before we get into that mm, that deep and thought-provoking uh part of the podcast let's start start with stuff on our mind kiana what's been on your mind um merikrum Stop. Can I say how much I hate people who Christmas ends and people are like 363 days until Christmas? Like, oh my god, I yeah. hate those people. Like, I am such a screw. Guys, Hamilton has a I soundtrack for everything. Take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go upstate. Like, relax. Okay. Um, so what's up been on your mind besides okay. Hamilton? Yeah, I was going to talk about Hamilton, but clearly that's... No, we don't um, need to know about yeah. him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say, like, history has its eyes on you. Okay, done. Um, on TikTok, there was this girl with really cute leggings, not Lululemon leggings, like leggings that, like, wrap around your foot. So cute. I wanted to wear it with, like, a big oversized button down, some cute shoes, 
um, in the wintertime, maybe a sweater dress if I'm up for it, like, mm-hmm. if I'm up for wearing a dress, mm-hmm. um, because, oh, my God, I start work, so I have to be professional, not me having no work clothes, um, period, poo, um, <laughs> what else, um, so I need to get those before work, they're, like, so cute, I'm just, like, uh yeah, okay. you're such a fashionista, they're really cute, and second, I'm not gonna get too into this, because I'm gonna sprinkle it throughout the episode, um, I sound like I'm about to cry, but, um, I've been going through a rough couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some things that I've been dealing with personally mm-hmm. and I decided that why not go back to therapy and ah. deal with it, uh, you know, not alone and have this third party non-judgmental entity that I could talk to, that I can express, uh, where she can help me break down my emotions, break down things that I've been through and progress and move forward um yeah i'm gonna keep it super brief here because i might touch upon it throughout the episode but i think if i if you have the option to go to therapy i think you should and if your therapist isn't the best the first time around to find someone else um personally for me when i start the first time i started going to therapy i was really confused because i wasn't feeling better and i didn't kind of feel like a weight was lifted off my shoulders because me and my therapist didn't match like Mm -hmm. I just found myself like constantly being like huh like did you not listen to me or like you know like huh like I just we just couldn't relate and now this woman that I'm talking to oh my gosh I feel like not that I've known her forever but like she's a vegetarian like me she's super big into like manifestation like I don't know just small things where we could relate but like ultimately she is an older woman so I think she is has a lot of wisdom and stuff and obviously like cognitive behavioralist like she's studied this her whole mm-hmm. entire life so not to get on a tangent but I think these educated individuals are really here to help and uplift and if one third per- therapist does not work out for you the next two, three will probably be your match. It's trial and error. Definitely trial and error. It's not just because they have a therapist title that you're like, oh, boom. Like, it's definitely not. You have to make sure you guys mesh together. Um, So I'm so glad I found my girl. And, yeah, that's what's been on my mind. Mm, mm, Heavy, heavy, heavy. Um, You know what's been on my mind? I'll tell you. So, uh, as usual, I'm on the Twitter. And I see that we are (laughs) never going to be able to escape the mediocrity that is J Lo. She just released. You've talked. You talked about this last episode. Right? I pro- I might have no, spoken you did. about. Oh, I did. You okay. Did. So again, minding my own business, trying to live my life. Now she released a song, and people are claiming that it's going to be the song of the summer. Wait, what song was it called? I'm not looking it up. I'm not giving her a <laughs> click. I just scrolled and I saw that, and this needs to stop. Like. Why her? Why not Pitbull? If we're gonna do like those because kinds of like J Lo works though. What does she, what do you mean she works? Like, she's constantly, like, putting out stuff, you know? I like, know, but, like, I don't want, like, stop. I think with her, it's quantity over quality. A hundred percent. There's no quality, and it's just, like, like the woman is like, 50, like, sit down. You have, like, you have Mark Anthony as a baby father, like, relax, like, put on your Versace dress that you put on every year and just appear on carpets. I don't want to be for. You know what the thing is? Sometimes, like, you accidentally listen to the radio, and then that one of her songs comes up, and it's like, oh, my God, we have to pretend that we like her again. Anyways, so, yeah, that, it wasn't heavy Clearly on my mind. she's on your mind. She's on my mind, and I wish she wasn't. You know how some people live rent-free in your yes. head? She, she doesn't live rent-free. But every time But I'm going to be comes- thinking about her in the back of my mind, at least for another 18 hours, you know? And yeah, it, I think you talked about this on the last pod, or maybe episode 9. Okay. Because well, I, I was talking about A-Rod having foundation sticks, quote-unquote, in right. like two shades. Right. Um, And how I really liked her little dance on the floor. Oh, you did? You know? okay, yeah, okay. We did talk about so, that. So, sorry. Sorry to bring her up again, but it's she, okay. she's been on my noggin. It's now the J-Lo pod. Yeah. This is, this is a, a... I literally worked with a company where she collabed on a hair care mm. line. And I was like, oh... Like, J-Lo's the face for this. So, so see, that's fine. That's like, hilarious. continue working behind the scenes. That's fine. I want, first of all, Drake, where is the song of the summer? <laughs> he's been promising this lover boy or whatever that. hell. Wait, really? He's been talking about this song since the beginning of 2020. It's been, like, three years since then. <laughs> like, 
come on where is the song of the summer we are in july which mm. is crazy you're right he the has. last song that he came out with was i mean his demon time album yeah right? or what whatever was it i you know what I'm it was him it was him know. with like a ski All mask he's doing is taking adonis out and exposing <laughs> that poor child to the the the, how loud the world is. I Every time I see a video with Adonis, I feel so bad because that kid looks like he's in pain. Like, put some headphones on that kid. The world is loud. Wait, what do you mean? Where does he bring him? I, he brings him to, like, basketball games to these events. I'm like, this kid is crying on stage. Get your son off. Like, Drake, we know you're not a father. Like, you're just toting him around because he's been exposed. But, like, I'm dead. you don't have to pretend to be a father. Release music. Like, do what we want. Would you, listen, would you listen to Adonis's music? What? Like, you know how Will Smith has Jaden and Willow, and, like, people listen to their music? I listen to their... I, I personally listen to their songs, and it, it's good. They're I'm like, good, oh, okay. yeah. If Adonis, well, like, this is a better thing. This is a better... Yeah, because um, Adonis cause, is, like, two. No, this is a better comparison. <laughs> like, Miley Cyrus and Noah Cyrus. I'm not listening to Noah Cyrus. Do you get what I mean? Miley like, bops. Miley has... That's like saying, oh, I'm gonna listen to Achy Breaky Heart by his her dad, and then, like, not but low key, when we were younger, we did. Achy breaky well, heart. I did. It was on a <laughs> Hannah Montana episode. Yeah, like or like that. How does nepotism work backwards? <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> the only reason his song, like the only reason she probably got a show, is because of him. But the no, only but reason she he w- became relevant was because of her. No, bitch. Yeah. Oh, to our generation. To you mean. our generation. Because Billy Ray Cyrus allegedly was really big back in the he day. Had a, he was a one hit wonder. Okay. I can't speak on that. I wasn't alive during that time. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Billy Ray only became relevant with Miley. Wait, is and it then... Billy Ray Cyrus? Yeah, it's Billy Ray yeah, Cyrus. Yeah, I call him Miley. Billy Ray. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends. I call him Billy Ray. Um, and then he came back when he got with, um, oh my God, what's his name? Not Little Tucker. <laughs> oh. Um, call me when you want. Call, call me when you need. Lil Nas X. Thank you. When he released that cowboy song. Wait, last thing. When was it? a thing maybe it's like 2016 or 17 mm-hmm. every rapper started with little besides obviously little john it was like <laughs> little... you say little john is... <laughs> no. i think you say little wayne no oh shoot like yeah little wayne little john like that's is that his name little john again <laughs> yeah, it's lil what? like lil l-i-l lil yeah that's what i no you said little <laughs> wait it's little wayne <laughs> Like little, I'm, 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 it's Lil Wayne. Yes, yeah, no, Lil Wayne. I know that. I know it's not like Little Wayne. <laughs> like, I know that. You know, Little Wayne. Can I? I don't Lil know. Wayne. Can I? I little John. But then it's like uh, Little TJ. Who? Little TJ. <laughs> Who's Little TJ? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You know who little CJ is. No. <laughs> you do after no, the podcast. Yeah, no, I'm going to let you. Yeah. Uh, but little Tekka, little TJ, Girl, little I don't Nas X. Like, there's so many littles. No, like, maybe there's a lot of little men in the industry. <laughs> little. Gritzia. You not you being like, who's little TJ? I don't know little TJ. Yes, you do. Okay, anyway. Okay, yes. So we're getting off topic. Pretty much what's been on my mind. Now let's swiftly move into the environmental fact of the week. With Kiana. Not you quoting Lo Anthony. Lo Anthony. You remember that beat? That beat was revolutionary. I know. It's crazy what happened that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, so yeah, welcome back to the Environmental Fact of the Week with Kiana. As some of you may know, many, I hope, of you guys know, there was a pipe that bursted in Mexico, and there was kind of like this fire-like thing in the middle of the ocean. That is something I've never seen with my two eyes before. Like, it Mm -hmm. was crazy. So I decided to kind of talk about how these big oil companies have known about climate change way before than they said that they did Mm. zoom 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 so this is an article again going to be linked and i'm just going to do a few pointers to it okay couple bullet points points. so 
Exxon deliberately deceived the public about the human impact on climate change for nearly three decades, launching its campaign to deliberately spread misinformation years before global warming became a hot button issue like it is today. The climate deception dossier released Wednesday by the Union of Concerned Scientists, a U.S.-based nonprofit science advocacy group, was talking about the chronicles of deception of fossil fuel companies and trade groups through internal documents and memos that were either leaked to the public or disclosed through lawsuits or freedom of information requests. Among the documents was an email by Leonard S. Bernstein, a former ExxonMobil employee who also served on the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. What? What does that mean? That's what I was going to say. What a conflict of interest. Now Mm. you were working for an oil company and also sitting on the panel of climate change, the IPCC. Oh, wow. Listen in. Yes. So in 1995, in Bernstein's internal memo, as a mobile chemical engineer and climate expert, he said the scientific basis for the greenhouse Uh, the greenhouse effect and the potential impact of human emissions on greenhouse gases such as CO2 on climate is well established and cannot be denied. But despite these warnings and other scientific evidence known at the time, Exxon publicly refused to acknowledge climate change for over 10 years and continued to provide financial support for climate deniers. Exxon spent over $30 million on think tanks and researchers that promoted climate denial, including Harvard-Smithsonian scientist Willie Soon, according to the research carried out by Greenpeace. So, they're kind of on the same energy as the tobacco industry, which its use of active and intentional disinformation and deception to support its political aims and maintain its lucrative profits. So basically what Isn't you're that saying crazy? basically what you're saying is that these oil companies know what they're doing. They've known already for years, but profit over use profit over planet. They've known this since I think think the 1960s but isn't it isn't it funny how all these companies this is a question i always ask myself these companies know that they are actively destroying 1970s i think sorry they actively know that they're destroying the planet and i get that money is the motive but where are you going to go and i think we've touched up we've talked about this in previous episodes very very briefly where are you going like i know you're actively having children like you know you you're using all the resources of the planet for the bottom dollar but what about after what about the yeah. chaos like what you're gonna sit in a bunker but a lot of people think short like just short term short term profits short term gains you know even I mean, in even, even everyday yeah and even in everyday life sorry to cut you off like i don't think people look f- again some don't look for the long term like they don't invest let's say for their long-term retirement or they'll put it off to the side or you know i'm not going to study for this exam because it's not here yet people put stuff off all the time and this is kind of the thing where it's like in 20 years like or 20 30 years there's going to be more plastic in the ocean than they're seafood. saying that these things are going to happen there's, in 2030 they're going to be in our lifetime there's going to be wars for water like rising sea levels like this is going to be the coldest summer of the year when it's already the hottest on record like it's these things with where we're seeing in front of our eyes and our legislators are still being funded by these companies and it's a mess and we the people need to come together and be like honestly F y'all, and we need to come together and do something about it because clearly our government people, officials aren't yeah, on our side. I think what people have to start realizing is that it's going to take a lot more than just putting, just voting for a president yeah. or and 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 a vice president. I think people, the youth in general, really need to start to get their priorities straight when it comes to climate change. People are conservative, moderate, all these different labels. But at the end of the day, none of these labels matter if we're fighting for our life. Yeah. And I think that, you know, 2016 with the whole like Bernie movement and people started realizing, wow, there is money in politics. There's all these little things happening. People started to really, really get into politics. When Trump came into power, people were saying, oh, we got to fight. We got to fight. And now that we have Joe Biden as president, I think a lot of people, maybe a lot of liberals or Democrats, however you want to look label them are sitting back and they're saying okay we're safe again we're we're kind of in that lull state and i think that people need to start realizing us being in this lull state is what led to trump and it's what's going to lead to more extreme people who are going to put profit over planet planet. profit over people that's and it's crazy there are a lot of different things that are actively happening and there are a lot of 
things with Joe Biden and Kamala that on paper, like, oh, they seem great. But when you actually see the policies that they're investing in and that no real change is happening and they aren't even pushing for real change. What's it called? It's called mediocre policy. It's giving very no real progressive change it's it's, gi- it's giving we are going to continue to give money to these oil companies and run on fossil fuel but for the social all the social issues they're going to be on the right side of history yeah. but when it comes to climate the people that are going to be the most affected are black and brown people poor black and brown people middle class black and brown people and i think I think the youth... people can't wrap like I don't understand why people just don't understand like if there is no planet no climate nothing matters like do you guys understand that do people wrap their heads around it and I guess I get so you know passionate about it because it's like like y'all if we don't have a planet where are we going but the thing is I again because we're not going to make a whole episode about this I think what people need to to do is go back and actually read history and kind of see where we came from and how far we are we need to go and then step outside of yourself and read things about other countries and the systems that other countries have in place no country is perfect absolutely Absolutely not and even these like socialist dream you know countries they have their they have their issues no no place is perfect but i think when you kind of start seeing how other people are living and you come back to yourself and you say hey america is you know, the richest and the most powerful country, but we don't have certain systems in place just to help our own folk, that it it just makes you want to do more. And it makes you, it, it could be depressing and it could be scary because you're kind of sitting in this, well, what can I do? There are different things that you can do. But again, we're not going to get into this because we could probably talk about it for like two hours. Um, we, we're going to... We'll put uh, this article and I'm going to put another article and video in the description. So if you guys just want to read a little bit more about the Exxon and, and how a lot of these companies, plastic companies, all these companies know what they're doing, but they just don't care. And maybe ways that, you know, petitions or, or it's something that you can do yeah, um, to help to help. I, when I went to the climate march back in 2019, I think the youth climate march like that was such an inspiring moment that was happening around the world and I was like people really don't understand the power that we have when we come together and I'm sorry climate change should be a bipartisan issue yeah people on the left and the right and the middle in the fucking stratosphere like wherever you let you're on the spectrum you should care about climate change because you probably have family you may have kids and it's going to affect your kids yes great 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 stuff can't wait to talk more about it okay before starting this episode i wanted to preface as i always do that this conversation is truly for everyone i know that our branding may seem like it's geared only towards women but i know that there are a few men that listen shout out to you guys and ken and i want you to know that if you were to actually listen and share any of our episodes it would be this one um, I've kind of been going down a rabbit hole of, of conversation centering around mental health and men and the stigmas surrounding mental health and how these stigmas can turn men away from seeking help um, in therapy or even talking to, you know, their friends about things that they may be going through and how these ignoring these issues or, or repressing these issues can ultimately lead to self-harm or even harm towards others. And yeah, we just want you to know that your feelings as men are valid. You do deserve to have an open space to freely talk about your emotions and that don't feel like it's, I feel like it. men can see it as demasculating or as something negative to say, hey, I need help. Yeah. Hey, I... I'm sad. Hey, I have anxiety. Hey, I have panic attacks. When in reality, these are all normal things that everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people do go through. And hopefully this episode can be something that starts conversations in your circle. And, and, you know, you can turn to your friends and, and, you know, you could say, oh, how does self-respect and self-love, how does that have, like, what does that have to do with mental health? You know? Again, we'll get more into it um, in the episode, but maybe you see your friends dealing with certain people, even though they know that they shouldn't be. 
or maybe they're you know they have these habits or they they're doing they're living recklessly and and you know instead of saying oh that's just how my friend is maybe you come to them and you say hey like is everything okay why are you hurting yourself like why are you living this crazy life like what's going on yeah yeah so just yeah it's kind of just we're reaching out and we're letting you guys know that you know you have a space here as well and hopefully you know you can start these conversations in your own circle and kind of get that ball rolling to legitimize all of your feelings you know with yourself and your friends so yeah love that so Krita is so eloquent when she speaks mm, I wish not really I wish I had half of that okay So like I said before, we're going to dive a little deeper into self-respect and self-love, which we think go hand in hand with setting boundaries. But before we do that, Kiana, do you want to just give a general definition of what self-respect is? Yes. Yeah, get you off your phone. (laughs) Yes. So what is self-respect? In general, what our definition would be, it's holding yourself in esteem and believing that you are good and worthy to be treated right. And as a result, you do not tolerate others lying to you or treating you unfairly or let's say in a relationship, someone cheating on you if that's a turn off to you. Mm -hmm. So like, I think the idea of like self-respect is interesting, right? Because you think like you would innately have it and like, you know, you're so stern in your standards and boundaries, but then sometimes you find yourself bending the rules either with friends or relationships and I think sometimes it's when you sit back and kind of like analyze your day or just like let's say look back on a friendship look back on a relationship you realize you maybe bent the rules and it ended up hurting you in Mm -hmm. whatever way that's manifested for you and I guess that's where this idea of self-respect comes in where you know yourself enough where you value yourself enough that you can have certain compromises in these relationships because absolutely relationships are compromises but you're not going to change yourself on things that you know will innately hurt you or things you innately know will you know make you uncomfortable or just things you wouldn't stand for okay you know, kind of like realizing that this person or these people in your life should always respect the boundaries that you put up Okay, let's backpedal a little. Yeah. So when you were talking about when you were talking about how you should innately have them, I think it's interesting when. Well, the idea that we believe that we innately have them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I think is interesting about self-respect, it's it has to come from somewhere, right? Yeah. And where we think that self-respect comes from is from values. Yeah. And. Values can start, you know, from the home, but obviously they're going to expand once you're older and, you know, you know, you broaden your horizons. And as you go through life, those values can can change according to your growth. Yeah. Um, but I think once you set those core values, then you can build on those to see what you accept and don't accept. Yeah. And I think when you don't have core values, that's when that being bending, you know, to or relationships swaying. and being swayed. Um, can happen and sometimes that ability to be like you said you go back and you think of these relationships that you know people that are no longer in your life and you can find yourself saying oh I I would have never let that happen or I should have never let that happen but at the time you did just get caught up because of you know maybe feelings of being in love or feelings of wanting to be accepted and all these different feelings that when that core is is weak and I don't want to say it like that I feel like that's such a yeah not weak but again when you're just not saying you're, you're weak, not sure of yourself. or you're not sure of yourself exactly I think that's where people can take advantage and know that you can be swayed or or you know changed and again we're talking about like all different types of relationships because even at work right um there are people who are going to put their foot down and be like pause like this is X, Y, and Z, what I have on my plate. I know I'm here to do a job, but you can't dump all your extra stuff on me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to perform well. Like, that's another way to show self-respect of, like, boss, back up. And obviously in a professional manner, but it's like, boss, you need to back up for a second, understand everything you're giving me, and give me a second to breathe and know that I'm not going to be the person to drop everything to do 
for you because what's going to end up happening those other projects that you gave me i'm gonna falter on and then i'm gonna lose my job so those are other types of ways that self-respect goes in yeah other than you're like respecting you're respecting yeah. your time you're respecting your energy you're respecting the fact that you know what you can and can't, can't handle. do exactly because ultimately in regards to work or in regards to everything but if you feel that you can't perform mm-hmm. and you can't be there you mm-hmm. are going against yourself. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, I think all that comes into, like, doing internal work and, like, recognizing that, right? So, so like, mm-hmm. at coming out of a friendship, coming out of a relationship, changing your job, right? I think a first step to start is, you know, reflecting and understanding where you swayed, where you didn't, things that you think you would do differently, other things that you think you should have brought to the relationship, like different types of things, like you need that time to like mourn and understand. And I think that's the first step. And then it's like, okay, how am I now going to set those boundaries and have and implement that, the changes. and implement the changes for the next relationship? again either romantic friendship the next new job i'm protecting myself i'm not doing something for someone else and then hurting myself in the process and Kritia said this to me a few days ago and it really stood out to me life is literally just full of tests and what has happened to you once will probably happen to you again in just a different type of person and the universe won't stop sending you that type of person or that type of test until you fully conquered it so it's kind of scary but you don't know if you've really implemented those things in uh to yourself like you haven't implemented those things internally until they're tested again and that's where you really have to see like did I do the internal work to understand like this is what I need this is what I want and this is something that I will no longer stand for yeah and I think once you have that the people who are supposed to be in your life will and the people who aren't supposed to be in your life will not and you'll start seeing more positivity in your life yeah and I think that's why self-respect is so important and it's constant and you're it's constantly evolving like we're constantly growing we're constantly you know trying to figure ourselves out our needs and wants constantly change so you know being in tune with yourself and not knowing yourself completely we're always learning about ourselves but being in tune with yourself and understanding what you like and don't like and again having that basis of this self-respect will help you along the process and not hurt you yeah so like for example when we talk about just going back to to values um, and looking at it in terms of relationships. Um, growing up in our home, we've always been in a very peaceful home, um, raising, you know, raising our voices at one another or even our parents raising our wasn't a thing that happened. And if it did happen, it was never in front of us because I'm not saying that any our parents are perfect in any way. Yeah. But any disagreements would never our home wasn't chaotic. Yeah. So when it comes to my personal relationships or our personal rela- relationships, yeah. there's there's a boundary where I, I I'm going to speak for myself. The people that I've been in relationships with, I have never allowed them to yell at me or be loud or say derogatory terms because that is something that is completely foreign to me because that's something that was never allowed in my home and that's just not something that I'm willing to put up with ever that is how I respect myself and that's how I allow my that's my line and I've had pushback on that before and I've heard that that's abnormal and and that it's just a joke and, and all these different things but for me, calling me a bitch or or raising your voice at me yeah. is just something that is just incomprehensible. You know when somebody says, like, hey, the earth is flat and you know that the earth is round and you just yeah. look at them with, like, question mark, question mark? Like, yeah. that's how I feel. And when I hear other people in relationships putting up with someone raising their voice or talking to them in a condescending attitude or calling them derogatory words, I am left speechless because I know that cannot be me. And yeah, that's just... I think that's true though. Like, again, it comes from like the experiences because the same thing, like, I'm sorry, no one is really going to sit here and start yelling at me no matter who you are. Like, you're not my parent. And I think 
again coming from like not seeing our parents yell and scream has helped us put that boundary in ourselves because we're like wait people who love each other don't do that there's no way to communicate when you're yelling like it's 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 not positive for either person like no one's listening to each other and it's just a negative energy and i think that's when like people who haven't been as privileged as us to live uh, to grow up in like more stable homes yeah i think maybe when they're outside of their home or you know they're outside of a relationship and they can understand and try to do the internal work and talk to their friends and talk to their co-workers or whatever whoever you're yeah. comfortable with yeah. and see that those aren't healthy things those aren't normal habits you know that's not a way that love is supposed to be given you know, and when you're outside of it and doing the work and understanding this, that's why, again, I said it's so important to go to therapy is because you're out of your element, you're out of your environment, right? Mm-hmm. And you're being tested. Yeah. And it's going to finally click one day where it's like, no, I deserve this positive love. I deserve someone who listens to me, who talks to me calmly. Like when they get angry, they someone don't yell at me. To me. Yeah, someone who listens. And I think that's why it's so important to. You know, I constantly keep saying this, but the internal work, the internal work, because you have to unlearn those habits. Yeah. Because it's so easy if you see your mom and dad always fighting to grow up and be like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And say, it's it, this is normal. This is yeah. how love is supposed to yeah. be. And... and if you don't want to be like that, you have to do the work to unlearn that and to be a more positive person for yourself first yeah. and then for a partner. I think, um, again, we're coming from a place where... We're just we, talking about our experiences. Yeah, our experiences and, and what we think that we deserve. Because I think it was... There was a quote. It's like, we we get the love we think we deserve. Yeah. Or, or something I've heard like, that. I've heard that quote. Yeah, and I think, I think it was Perks of Being a Wallflower. And... I think self-respect is tied with what we deem as what we're worthy of. Yeah. And a lot of people, be, through no fault of their own, think that they deserve the world. Externally, they might say it, they might express it, they, they might show it, but internally, they don't have that feeling. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people find themselves in these tumultuous relationships or these relationships where maybe they give and they don't receive and, and they think, well... You know that maybe their subconscious is saying this is all I deserve and consciously they're trying to fight against it and I think a lot of times people say that they want to change they they they'll never be with that same person again or they'll never be in that situation again but like you said the universe is going to continue to teach that lesson until you get the tools to actually finally break it and walk away and say no I do deserve more but you believe it it's not you just saying oh yeah no like i deserve this this and this no i deserve this i do not have to earn it or work for it or or show that i'm worthy no i am innately worthy for all these good things all these positive things and i think yeah yeah obviously and i think you know you say obviously but a lot of people no again but like we're talking to each other like obviously like i see it like that because we grew up in a similar environment you know and i would hope like i've had conversations with my friends and stuff and all i try to do is sometimes uplift them and know that they are worthy of all these good things that are in the world but i think this would be a great transition to go into the self-love portion Mm -hmm. and understand what is this idea of love like everyone tells you to love yourself but what is it right there's no set rules on what it looks like or how it's meant to feel it's not tangible it's not something that we could buy at the store so how do we begin to love this kind of like sixth seventh eighth dimension feeling in the air but no one again can see it touch it yeah like, i don't know what the eighth dimension is but i'm just saying like all that. yeah no i know you I it's don't bigger know. than ourselves yeah i don't but i'd be feeling like people understand what i'm saying i think so. people do understand what you're saying or they at least try yeah i think that's interesting it's not like you said there's not a book that you can read and say hey this is how you get self-love step one to eight and Girl, boss, not, gatekeep, gaslight. Like, right. That, that's real self-love. <laughs> um, Guys, we're kidding. Yeah, like, it's not tangible. And I think, for me personally, one thing that I think is critical to start that self-love journey is self-acceptance. That's and a good one. N- 
when I say self-acceptance, it's not just the good parts of yourself. I think it's also the ugly parts of yourself. Yeah. And like being that, able to like forgive yourself. For yeah. not shaming yourself for the things that happened or the decisions that you made in the past that at that time seemed right. And you said, mm, I went against myself. You You have grace and you're gentle with yourself. And you say, at the time, I thought it was right. Now that I have more clarity, it's not something that I would have done. But it's okay. We learn and we move forward. You've come to terms with your past and you said that it's okay and it's it's not who I am anymore, but it's still a part of me. Yeah. And now I can move forward with new habits, new decisions, new boundaries, etc. That would be something that, again, like I said, is vital to start that self-love journey. And then self-love for every single person has to be something that's personal. Some people may say, hey, waking up every morning, you know, showing gratitude, looking in the mirror and telling themselves that they love themselves can start. That's how they can kind of show their self-love for other people. I know for me, working out and eating healthy is a way that I show myself that I love myself because I'm taking care of myself and I'm reminding myself that you are the most important person and you matter and you're worthy. Because if you don't have yourself, you can't have anything Yeah, and for me, like, I'm just, in general, I don't like to say that I'm a a sickly person, but according to my medical history, like, I am a sickly person, so I, I understand that I can, I can become sick a lot easier than other people, and if I don't take care of myself... I can no longer do the things that I want to do. So that's how I practice self-love. And I think it's for every person, it's trial and error. And that maybe things that you thought fulfilled you no longer fulfill you, uh, whatever that may be. Uh, It could be something as simple as being a meat eater and going vegetarian. And you're just like, hey, I feel a lot better. I know I'm a lot healthier. So what you're saying is it's kind of like the habits you're now implementing are going to reflect the life that you're going to make is Mm -hmm. what you're saying. Yeah. So like the way that you talk to yourself, if you want to start loving yourself more, I would assume that you would start being kinder kinder to yourself. You're not going to kick yourself in the butt because you didn't work out the that day yeah, you'd understand yeah. like you're super tired you're not going to call yourself like a loser for not doing no, it you know no. you're not that inner monologue also that inner is monologue so is important. so important and that's why i think habit building has so much to do with self-love because again in my therapy session like i was talking about um earlier in the podcast we i was kind of understanding that my self-love wasn't at a hundred percent um, and I take I, and I think to get to that hundred percent mark is to build habits that work well for me to prioritize my health, my well-being, you know, things that make me happy. Honestly, I'm still trying to find those things that make me happy. Um, I'm kind of in this period where I'm struggling to find that happiness, I guess, which I is fine. Again, everyone's on their own journey. But I think having set habits, set things I do, set things that I know will make me feel better and accomplish will help me. Again, like I'm someone who always meditates. Like my therapist is like, oh, so you're a meditator. So you know, like the benefits that already come from that. And I do yoga. Those are two things like I really try not to falter on because they're mine and I know they make me feel good. And once I have that base, I can figure out other things that make me happy, other things that fulfill me, other things that I need and want from other people, just in general and any types of relationships I decide to pursue in the future, what job is going to look best for me. And I think prioritizing yourself in every aspect of your life, no, no matter if it's drinking orange juice, a shot of tequila or water, like it comes down to that. I was telling Kritia today, like, I was just like, you know what, Kritia? Like, I really want Baskin Robbins ice cream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, to you guys, that'll be like, okay, like, what does that have to do with self love, care? And I just realized it's like, if I just listen to myself, like, it'll put me at the right direction. Because when I had that bite of that Baskin Robbins ice cream, the first thing that I said to myself out loud was, wow. Is this what it feels like to listen to yourself? Because that ice cream was one of the best bites of ice cream I ever had. And I'm just like, it even goes down to the nitty gritty. If you like painting your toenails, if you like having your nails done, like things like that propel you 
to start believing in your self-love and start instituting those habits that you need. And it goes into, I think, it goes into that feeling of I deserve and I'm worthy of all these good things. You make it tangible through, like you said, habit forming and, you know, by working out, by reading a book, by talking to your friends. Whatever works for you. Whatever you you. like. Painting. Yeah, but I think another part of self-love that's important is asking yourself what are your points of reference for love and when you when I say that you know the first relationship that we're truly exposed to is our parents and like we had mentioned before our our parents handled their relationship in a certain way and even though our parents aren't together anymore we were still able to understand that the love that they had and the way that they expressed themselves even though it ended up them being separated helped us realize what we do and don't deserve in relationships exactly what's healthy and what's unhealthy for us Mm -hmm. and again we grew up in a stable home so for other people you know, those references could be skewed. Yeah. Um, I Which think... we kind of talked about before, being able, you have to be able to come out of that toxic environment, mm-hmm. you know, and be tested in other ways to come to understand that. Yeah. But, it, it, yeah. and again, it, it, this is where it kind of like all gets tangled and jumbled because let's say you are from a toxic home and you've only been exposed to toxic relationships that's your normal right and I think only through like exposure and meeting other people and hearing other stories is the way that you can start to like deprogram that and say "Hmm, this isn't healthy and this is not what I want for myself and then it goes into I deserve more I I am worthy and and all this lifelong journey right because self-love it's not like okay at 30 I'm gonna love myself and I'm gonna be I'm you know I'm gonna be perfect until I pass away. No, because mm-hmm. situations change, people change, you know, financial, all these different things. You go through all these different cycles where your self-love and your self-respect is continually going to be tested. Mm-hmm. And and I think it helps mm-hmm. when you reach this pinnacle of putting yourself first in everything. We're not saying be selfish, but be selfish in the ways that make you feel good Mm -hmm. like no at the end of the day you're not changing your schedule for other people you have your schedule first and then everything else comes because again like if you're not a whole person you can't date or do or give yourself wholly to someone else like it's just what is it gonna be that's how we see it that is how we see it of course again our podcast but healthy relationships come from again in my opinion come from two whole people coming together and having their own lives and you know being whole apart Mm -hmm. because when people build homes out of each other and their happiness is based on other people then you're left at the mercy you're left at the mercy of the other people and then where is your self-love where is your self-respect where is your boundaries where it's your standards this is where all of it becomes jumbled up and all this stuff so again like i'm not saying it's easy it's definitely not like Again, I'm kind of going through this limbo right now where I'm kind of just like... I think we all are. I think people in general go through it. But I think the first step is recognizing it. And I think my second step was going to therapy. Mm -hmm. I think that should be everyone's second step. Mm -hmm. But to each their own. And just know that you will never change a person. They need to change themselves. Well, that that comes from a a whole other thing. no, No, but this is what I'm saying. Like... If, pe- if po- people want to do the self-work, let them do the self-work. Yeah. Because if not, you are not going to be able to do the self-work for them. And mm-hmm. someone's not going to be able to do the self-work for you. People can scream in your face every single day that you're messy, you're messy, you're messy, you're messy, you're messy. It's not until either you're tired of being messy, someone calls you out on being messy, or you trip and fall and break your leg or arm tripping on some clothes mm-hmm. then maybe you'll be like oh wait maybe i should change my wet messy ways it's it's all different it's all a learning experience and everyone's mind works differently everyone lives in this different reality right yeah. so you need to work in your reality i guess yeah no and i think again we're coming from a place where there's more stability and and we both separately have gone to therapy and we've both recognized a lot of things that we need to change and we need to work on and we're still actively going through all those things 
my therapist has called July through the first two weeks of September my self-love journey. So I'm going to send that all to you. Guys, use the rest of your summer, however you think, um, beginning of September to do internal work, self-love. Y'all going to be like, don't tell me what to do, whatever. Don't Then don't do it. Then don't do it. But I'm just saying, like, I'm putting the good vibes in the universe to if you want to do the internal work, you want to build your self-respect, you want to build your self-love, maybe this is... I think think it's scary for a lot of people. No, but maybe use this as your first... Tip your big toe in if you're ready. (laughs) You're not going to be ready. You're never ready. You're never... But maybe this podcast will be the big toe, like... Was cold, was like maybe maybe I should sit down with my thoughts and reevaluate what I what I actually want like am I happy in the situation that I'm in or in the relationship that I'm in, in? general work friends I'm tired circles. of talking about work you always talk about work like please oh, okay. stop talking about work I don't I'm care about saying, work you work, is, to this work is part of life if you're I in a know, toxic I'm work a- environment like how are you feeling I know terrible I know but like god like we're always guys I'm about work. so sorry who cares about work who likes work <laughs> who cares about F capitalism like no but I'm, I'm just saying I think the best relationship obviously you can have is with yourself and it's the, high five and it's the most important people one. people I think, you know what people do? I think people overlook the relationships they have with themselves. Yeah, and they go and they... they, I've been guilty of it. Yeah, no, because it's so much easier to think that you're okay and that you're, you're fine and then you go to other people and have other people fill your cup because you think that oh I'm good I'm my cup is full like I'm, I'm fine. good I'm good I'm good and you dive into these relationships with people and you're just like wait I'm not good I'm not good <laughs> I'm not okay uh, kid you ain't good right and I think with all this we're trying to say that girl have yourself in all aspects you deem is positive for you Build your self-love, build your self-respect, and in turn, stable, loving relationships will be in the billions. You won't even know what to do with how many positive people come into your life. But again, that's if you want to do the internal work. Which I think is something that everyone should do. Everyone should do. It's scared. It's all, yeah, it's super scary. And that's why I think I decided to go to therapy because you kind of had this person helping you and walking you through and being like, we got you. Yeah, I got you. I don't go to multiple people. She got me. Yeah, she got you. So with that being said, we hope you enjoyed our episode. Um, And we're going to leave you with, as always, stuff we want you to think about. So the first one is, what are tangible ways you can come up with to show yourself what love is? Love that. Yeah. It's a good question, I think. Love that. Right. I love that for me. Love that for you. And then the second one is, could be a little heavy. Do you think you're worthy? Sheesh. And however you want to take that. No, no, no. In general, do you think that you're worthy? Do you think that you're worthy of good things? And guys, the answer is yes. No, no, no. But see, this is what I'm saying. But you are worthy. No, no, no. What I'm saying is people have to sit with themselves and ask themselves, do am I worthy? But we just want to say stuff our sister says. Stuff my sister thinks you're worthy. We just want to throw it out there. And yeah, or is it something that you need to work on? Yeah. If you'd let me get to the second part of the question. Sorry. All right, Kiana, do you want to sign us out? Signing out. Not <laughs> <laughs> you not knowing the outro. Not quitting it, not copying and pasting it. Oh, there we go. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please leave a review and we'll be sure to shout one of you guys out next week. Don't forget to follow our socials at Stuff My Sister Says Pod on Instagram, soon to be YouTube, TikTok, and any other platform coming to you soon. And we will be back with a new episode next Tuesday guys maybe Wednesday but I'm gonna say Tuesday but maybe Wednesday so if it's not up on Tuesday y'all can't be like "Ah!" right we'll make an announcement right just because things are getting hectic and we just want to preface if it doesn't come up on Tuesday but hopefully it will and I'm putting it out in the universe it will damn the universe is really doing a lot of work for you girl she needs she she needs to get have my back all right good night all right see you guys Bye. bye